0: If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know Him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. New International Version Love isn't all rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes it's downright tough, unabashedly truthful, and concerned for appropriate justice. Love is compassionate, kind, and full of good deeds. Love is also subversive. Love takes a breach in relation seriously. Love announces that the hurt which has happened is not to be accepted as normal. Love is a refusal to settle for what is. So, whenever God's people drift away and slide into unhealthy or damaging ways of living, God's love is not okay with it. There's a reason why we feel emotional pain. That's because God feels pain. We don't have to go very far into that thick book, the Bible, to find the hurt. The Lord saw that the human beings on the earth were very wicked and that everything they thought about was evil. He was sorry he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. Genesis 6 5-6 and cv. There is perhaps no more awful pain than being brokenhearted. A thousand kidney stones are not as painful as becoming heartsick over a relationship gone awry. Love can be an affliction, a deep ache which longs for wholeness, integrity, connection, and unity. Perhaps we have neglected how much God hurts and longs for prodigal people to return in love to a divine relationship of grace. Just because God is always content, happy, and celebrating within perfect Trinitarian love does not mean that God isn't also profoundly sad, full of grief, and gazing from heaven, watching and waiting for sinful humanity to come to their senses. God's wrath exists because of God's love. God doesn't paper over humanity's guilt and shame and pretend it isn't there. Instead, God has gone to the ultimate length to realize a restored relationship with fallen people. God got down in the trenches with us, in the person of Jesus, and dwelt among us, willing to suffer and die for us. Grace is most certainly free, however, it is anything but cheap. Therefore, to know this great love, then spurn it, is much more than agonizingly painful, it isn't right. The preacher in the New Testament book of Hebrews captures the pathos of God against all that separates people from such perfect love. To renege on a commitment to Jesus is tantamount to crucifying Him all over again. This is an emotional and spiritual pain which transcends any human disappointment or failed friendship. Because God's heart is so large, so God's agony over defiant persons who turn from love is immense beyond what we can even imagine. Yes, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Those who hate ought to beware. The ones trampling God's moral law and ethical will into the ground, like some animal dung, ought not to think they are outside the reach of divine love, complete with divine wrath purging their resentment and rancor from earth. The warning of the preacher is of rejecting the spirit of love and replacing it with the ancient evil spurt of hubris, animosity, and fear. Perfect love drives out fear, restores comedy, and embraces humility. We are responsible for our own transgressions against others, our own failures to love as we ought, and our own neglect of God. Therefore, we must forsake willful and deliberate treatment of God and others by denigrating the work of the Spirit and attributing evil intentions to them. If we focus on loving God and neighbor, then there is no room for apostasy, for lashing out and being an evangelist of wickedness. By clarifying and focusing on what matters most, being non-retaliatory, and reminding oneself of divine love, we can cultivate a spirit of grace and forsake the hateful spirit. Whenever we are wounded by another, or even by God, holding on to the hurt only causes gangrene of the soul. Yet, through forsaking all forms of violent and destructive language and behavior, and embracing the wounds of Christ, we can experience healing, even if our present adverse circumstance does not change. So, be kind to yourself and others. Allow God's kindness to penetrate the deep portions of your heart. Live a life of grace. Why be punished for acting like a foolish person? If you must suffer, suffer for doing good, not evil. O Lord God, I confess and acknowledge your infinite mercy and goodness to me, and my ingratitude for such grace shown. You have saved me and made me your own child, and an heir of heaven. And I end up ignoring your gracious blessings, giving into temptation, and treating faith like a paper plate to be trashed when I'm done with it. I am truly sorry for my offenses toward you and admit my failure to observe your goodness accept my imperfect repentance, forgive my wickedness, purify my uncleanness, strengthen my weakness, heal my unstable spirit, and let Your divine love rule in my heart, through the love of Jesus Christ. Amen.